Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 30th of August, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a new ransomware family has emerged last month, coming with its own bag of tricks trying to bypass ransomware protection by leveraging a novel technique called intermittent encryption. This ransomware variant has been dubbed Lockfile and the operators of the ransomware have been found exploiting recently disclosed flaws, such as Proxy Shell and Petty Patam, to compromise Windows servers and deploy file encrypting malware, which scrambles only every alternate 16 bytes of a file, thereby giving it the ability to evade a lot of ransomware defences. Partial encryption is generally used by ransomware operators to speed up the encryption process, and we've seen it implemented by Black Matter, Darkside, and the Lockbit 2.0 ransomware gangs according to a statement issued by the Director of Engineering at Sophos. What sets Lockfile apart is that unlike the others, it does not encrypt the first few blocks. Instead, Lockfile encrypts every other 16 bytes of information inside a document. This means that a file such as a text document remains partially readable and looks statistically like the original. This trick can be successful against ransomware protection software which relies on inspecting content using statistical analysis to detect encryption. The analysis of the file outlined in this advisory comes from an artifact which was uploaded to VirusTotal on August the 22nd. Once deposited, the malware also takes steps to terminate critical processes associated with virtualization software and databases via the Windows Management Interface, or WMI, before proceeding to encrypt critical files and objects and display a ransomware note which bears stylistic similarities with that of Lockbit 2.0. The ransom note also urges the victim to contact a specific email address contact at contipauper.com, which Sophos suspects could be a derogatory reference to a competing ransomware group known as Conti. What's more, the ransomware deletes itself from the system post-successful encryption of all the documents on the machine, meaning there is no ransomware binary for incident responders or antivirus software to find or clean up. This disclosure comes as the US Federal Bureau of Intelligence, or FBI, released a flash report detailing the tactics of a new ransomware-as-a-service outfit known as Hive, consisting of a number of actors who are using multiple mechanisms to compromise business networks, exfiltrate data, encrypt data, and attempt to collect a ransom in exchange for access to the decryption software. A serious security vulnerability in Microsoft Exchange Server, which researchers have dubbed Proxy Token, could allow an unauthenticated attacker to access and steal emails from a target's mailbox. Microsoft Exchange uses two websites. One, the front end, is what users connect to in order to access email. The second is the back end site, which handles the authentication functions. The front end website is mostly just a proxy to the back end. To allow access, which requires forms authentication, the front end serves pages, such as authentication logon forms. But for all post authentication requests, the front end's main role is to repackage the requests and proxy them to corresponding endpoints on the Exchange back end. It then collects the responses from the backend and forwards them to the client level. The issue arises specifically in a feature called delegated authentication, where the front end passes authentication requests directly to the backend. These requests contain a security token cookie which identifies them. For example, if the front end finds a non-empty cookie named security token, it delegates authentication to the backend. However, Exchange has to be specifically configured to have the backend perform the authentication checks. In a default configuration, the module responsible, known as Delegated Auth Module, is not loaded. When the front end sees the security token cookie, it knows the backend alone is responsible for authenticating this request. 
Meanwhile, the backend is completely unaware it needs to authenticate some incoming requests based upon the security token cookie. Since the delegated auth module is not loaded in installations which have not been configured to use the specially delegated authentication feature. The net result of all this is that requests can sail straight through without being subjected to authentication on either the front or back end. From there, an attacker could install a forwarding rule, for example, allowing them to read the victim's incoming mail. With this vulnerability, an unauthenticated attacker could perform configuration actions on mailboxes belonging to arbitrary users. This could be used to copy all emails addressed to a target and account and forward them to an account controlled by the attacker. And whereas this exploitation scenario relies on the attacker having an account on the same exchange server as the victim, if an administrator permits forwarding rules having arbitrary internet destinations, no exchange credentials are needed at all. This vulnerability, tracked as CVE 2021-33766, was reported by a researcher to the Zero Day Initiative, and it was patched by Microsoft in the July Exchange Cumulative Updates. Organizations are highly recommended to update their products as soon as possible to avoid compromise. Cybercriminals behind the bizarre loader malware came up with a new law to trick website owners into opening malicious files. Namely, fake notifications about the site being engaged in distributed denial-of-service or DDoS attacks. The messages contain a legal threat and a file stored in Google Drive folders which allegedly provides evidence of the source of the attack. The DDoS theme is a variation of another law which has been seen recently, a Digital Millennium Copyright Act or DMCA infringement complaint linking to a file which supposedly contains evidence about stealing images. In submissions seen recently, the threat actor used Firebase URLs to push Bizarre Loader. The goal is the same though to use contact forms to deliver bizarre loader malware, which often drops Cobalt Strike, which can lead to data theft or ransomware attack. Microsoft initially warned about this delivery method back in April, when cybercriminals used it to deliver the Iced ID malware strain. The recent campaigns are similar, only the payload and the lure have changed. Website developer and designer Brian Johnson posted last week about two of his clients getting legal notifications about their websites being hacked to run DDoS against a major company, namely Intuit and HubSpot. The sender threatened with legal action unless the recipients didn't immediately clean their website of the malicious files that helped deploy the DDoS attack. To quote the release, I have shared the log file with the recorded evidence that the attack is coming from example.com and also detailed guidelines on how to safely deal with, find up and clean all malicious files manually in order to eradicate the threat to our network, reads the fake notification. The malicious sender also included a link to a file hosted in Google Drive claiming to provide evidence of the DDoS attack and its origin. The message provides a link to a file which supposedly lists the images used without permission. The data is hosted in Google's Firebase cloud storage. To make the matter seem urgent, the sender also says that the website owner is possibly liable for statutory damage as high as $120,000. It is all a ruse to deliver malware, however. Malware analyst Brad Duncan examined the file and found it to be a zip archive with a JavaScript fetching a bizarre load at DLL, a backdoor attributed to the TrickBot gang, which typically leads to a ransomware infection. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.